0: Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Zoom Fire Sessions. I think this is the third one we've done. In fact, I know it is because I just looked it up. But yeah, we have another uh, conversation for you in in today's episode. We're going to talk about whether we've lost faith in the American people and Americanism as such, and if the coronavirus has revealed anything about us. Um, So we'll get into that. Just, of course, another reminder that we have uh, out right now on Kindle for only 99 cents, the Bonfire Sessions Spring Booklet. Summer is coming out on July 20th of this year. We just edited that, and so that is in the works. It's going to be coming out soon. We do have a new website, thebonfiresessions.net. Please check it out. Head on over there. It's uh, bookmarket, It's where you can uh, make sure you link to our books and of course this podcast that you're listening to Uh, also uh, because we're on itunes even if you don't listen on itunes please head over there give us a rating and a review and without further ado let's get into it so welcome ladies and gentlemen to the third uh the third ever zoom fire sessions podcast Zoomcast, cast whatever the fuck you want to call it how are you today mr michael did you have a lovely mother's day yeah sure it was fine yeah did you do something nice for your mother on mother's day i said happy mother's day <laughs> <laughs> that's all i did too what are you gonna do berry or something I don't know. yeah i don't know you can't be on your game every every time man it's like birthdays it's like i mean sometimes you do crazy good stuff sometimes it's like man i don't know just let's have let's just have a day plus uh we're in the midst of the quarantine still so who knows all bets are off can't really like go get gifts and shit
1: oh right yeah plus i'm just I'm kind of done with special days, like birthdays, Christmas, like <laughs> I, know, right? uh, I don't know it's a weakness of mine, but I'm tired of thinking of other people <laughs>
0: <laughs> well let's uh well what what do you what do you mean are you being selfish yeah i I have no problem
1: admitting that I'm a very selfish person, oh yeah, how so?
0: Well, I don't like thinking of other
1: people on special days. I guess,
0: <laughs> but I don't want—I don't want people thinking of me on special days either. I don't know, like Father's Day is just kind of exhausting. Like, I don't, want, I don't. Well, I mean, just like I don't want to do a bunch of stuff. Like, I don't want you to like do a bunch of things for me. Like, I don't feel but like I don't, don't feel like you have to do all that stuff. Do you like not want to put people out? Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's just one of those things like where you realize like those special days, quote unquote, they're not like they're not that special. They're just I don't know. That's just me. Like I'd rather just have a normal Sunday or something. I think it's
1: just the obligatory part of it.
0: Yeah. Like of course I love my mom
1: and I love my wife and sure I love Jesus on Christmas, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's the the obligatory stuff, you know. I don't want to hear "tis the season." He's the reason for the season a hundred times. Like you're just saying that shit out of obligation,
1: it, right? It's hard for for me to believe that it means very much to whoever's saying it. Yeah,
0: yeah. You're just saying it because you have to.
1: I mean, that's the cynical side of me. Yeah,
0: yeah. But there's probably some truth to it. If you if you surprise me on a Tuesday afternoon, then okay, just a normal Tuesday or something. That seems that seems better. Oh, for sure. You know, but anyway, um, so yeah, this this is odd. I still don't like this, man. I don't like not having a podcast, a regular podcast. Yeah, it's been a weird time, man. I don't like not being able to go out and do it. I mean, I'm an introvert, so I'm not too put out by this whole thing, this whole quarantine still, but still, like, it's getting a little old. I don't know. How do you feel?
1: I guess not a whole lot has really changed for me. I still have my job. I mean, whether it's smart or not, we're, you know, we're still visiting with my parents down in Chico. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. But, you know, so far so good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird because I think like if you have to go to the store, you're, you're more apt to get in trouble doing that kind of stuff than visiting a person or two. I mean, I, I have to, I have to see one of my clients and we go to the, to the Walmart. And I'm like, these fucking people don't. Like, they're touching their face. <laughs> they'll, they'll bump into you. Like, it's crazy. Some people, I mean, it's just like, that kind of shit, you're way more apt to be in trouble than visiting your parents. I don't know. No, it's yeah, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> Have you been wearing a mask? I've worn it some. I don't go to many places that, like, I, 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 I wore one when I had to go to the Walmart with a client, and I made him wear one. But then... He's like touching it. People are touching it. You know, it's just like, what's the point? I, I, I don't know. Everyone's touching everything. Everyone's touching their face. And, you know, it's like, okay, I, I understand that maybe a mask helps. If I'm sick, I saw the analogy of like, it's, it's like pissing your pants. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if you're sick, if you piss your pants, it's not going to spray on people. Like, but That's a you- good analogy. Yeah, if you have a mask and someone's sick and doesn't and they cough, it's like, yeah, the the, the spit's going to get on you and you're probably going to get sick. Maybe not as much. Maybe not as much piss, but a little bit. But I don't know. I'm not doing a lot where I'm around people. A couple people here and there, outside sort of things, going on the lake. We went on the lake today. No, I guess it's really just when I go to, to the store. Where... Yeah. Yeah, and I'm pretty careful. I stay away from, from people, but... We'll probably still be in lockdown on Father's Day. I won't want to go anywhere. Except maybe I like, you know, maybe go outside and barbecue. That to me is funner, like do a fire pit, barbecue at home, whatever. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. It's been an interesting time, man. We've released a book in the uh in the quarantine. Glad we mm-hmm. went with Kindle. So if you haven't picked it out and you're if you haven't picked it up and you're listening, go pick it up on Kindle. It's called the Bonfire Sessions. The next one's coming out soon. We just got done editing it on our own part, and we're getting it to a launch team. So if you're listening, be excited for summer. Uh, so we've accomplished something in this quarantine. That's good. And I can honestly say I'm
1: pretty proud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, was, I was pleasantly
0: surprised when we were reading through it. Yeah. Oh, the summer one. hmm Yeah, it's good, man. I mean, I think people like the spring one. It was the number one new release in theology and faith and spirituality on Amazon. Uh, Yeah, reading back on the summer one. I think it's just as good. So, uh, yeah, don't say we ain't doing nothing around here. Doing something. But uh, let's, let's get into our topic today. You asked me, have I lost my faith in America because of the coronavirus? Um, I don't know, I don't know if I had it. I think that's kind of a loaded question. I don't know if I had any faith in America before that, did you
1: yeah, I mean that's kind of exactly where where I was coming from um it's not like <laughs> no, I mean, I think we're doing a pretty terrible job, at least you know, leadership who's up who's you know at the top making decisions, but it's not like yeah that that didn't it's not like we were doing. Fantastic before the virus hit, but with I mean, <laughs> race relations and um, or just other small stuff like we're not very good at making automobiles or you know, culinary stuff like that. I don't know. It's just I can't I can't think of anything right now that Amer- America Americans specifically excel at. Oh,
0: I th- I think we definitely got some great culinary choices in america there's some great food Uh, yeah sure i mean i didn't i was thinking more like uh you know we're not like head and shoulders above uh, as as much as we like to think we are you know
1: well like we like we think of uh with italians or the french i mean they're they're generally regarded as uh you know excelling in that area whereas um
0: but America has
1: hamburgers. Uh. <laughs>
0: we got, we got, we got good tacos in SoCal. That's because right. we got a lot of Mexicans here. They're good at making shit. <laughs> they, uh, I don't know. I like, I like Thai food. We got a lot of Thai food, right? <laughs> but no, I, I, I don't know. I, I think I, I think I agree for the most part. Like what you're saying, we're not, we're not as great as we like to think we are compared to the world. I mean, we like to think we're number one in everything. And maybe that's a part, maybe, maybe everyone does to some degree. I don't know, but maybe in America, we're more into that sort of like exceptionalism, but like what, we're like 20 or 30th in the Western world in in education. Oh, um, there's a good example. Thank you. you know. um, Are we that 30th? It it's, I don't, I don't know. It's something, um, I mean, I, think- I, don't, I I don't know if there's a metric of just education, but in a lot of categories, we're not we're not very high. Uh, our response to, to COVID has, I think, been fairly shitty compared to other countries. We're not testing like South Korea tested. Our our, our death numbers are number one, right by far. Our infections are number one by far, mm-hmm. um, and that's with Spotty testing for like the first month, like the way things were rolled out the first test didn't work like yeah, it just seems like when shit really matters we're like I don't know we're not we're not that great our response is horrible like think back to like Katrina when Katrina happened and Bush was in charge I, it's not just Trump like it took what for like three days for FEMA to get water to people who were like didn't have water like three hmm. you die in three days like what the fuck is is it take so long to do shit man yeah, I got, I got no problem with people not being as efficient under pressure, but we, we certainly pat ourselves on the back a little too much for not being that great at stuff.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> if nothing else, hopefully this is a, a
0: wake-up call. But I hope so. Before, like, a measles-type virus hits us or some shit. Like, this one's pretty benign compared to, like, smallpox. Or some crazy shit that maybe had like a twenty percent mortality rate or something. Right. I mean, COVID nineteen is dangerous because
1: it's so transmissible. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ebola yeah. wasn't quite
0: as transmissible, so that that helps. Yeah. But- yeah, COVID's not like the perfect storm, like really transmissible, and, re- transmissible, and kills everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like the movie Outbreak, where a hundred percent of people die. So that hopefully this is a wake... I mean, it's bad enough as it is, but hopefully it is a wake-up call that... Shit, we got to... I think it's a wake-up call. This is my big takeaway is I don't I don't want to rely on, like, government services or people in charge. Like, you almost got to kind of take control of your own shit. Like, way more than you think. Like, like when things happen, like, you're kind of on your own.
1: Well, I mean, that's because... You know the government response was terrible. I think in a the ideal situation would be where you don't have to rely on yourself. That the government is actually, you know, good at coordinating a response. You know, so that it's not down to the governors to uh, fend for their own state to get uh, PPE, ventilators, and stuff. You know that. I don't think that that should be their job that should be the job of the federal government because they're they're the ones at the top able to you know marshal and coordinate the resources it just makes sense that that should be
0: their job Yeah ideally in a perfect world that that would be what you but would, but it didn't and I'm not going to think it's going to happen next time either so fuck
1: No but I mean I'm saying that there is such a thing as uh, as a good government, as good governance, and this is what it should look like. Um, yeah.
0: I'm not going to hold my breath for it, though.
1: That's all I'm saying. No. no um, for sure. And, yeah, there's nothing wrong with um, watching your own back.
0: but Yeah. Well, I mean, just becoming more localized, I think, is a good thing. Like, a lot of things are breaking down. Food stuff's breaking down. Um, you know, shipping, you got to really okay, well, maybe, maybe what we learn is that we become more communal, more localized in terms of our food production. We get, we get really good about that kind of stuff. We have more farmers markets, maybe different towns do way more community gardens so that, you know, when there is a disruption in the um, food food supply, the food chain, you're still good to go, right yeah I mean again, it's
1: like a both hand situation, like yeah, you know local governments should do the best that they can the best that they can with uh
0: constituents, sure, I mean resources, yeah, um but but take the government out of it, I just mean like people can do that without the government, i mean but at the same time, yeah, we should have. Better safety nets that work more efficiently. You know, like in yeah. California, why why was all the EDD payments delayed? Well, because they didn't. They've never had this many people at one time. But there's no plan for it. You know, it's like yeah, I realize you had more people filing for unemployment, but you never had like a contingency plan if that happened. And here's how we're going to be efficient. Mm-hmm. Like you never ran drills. Nothing. Because that, that's what it seemed like. Seems like you never anticipated this. You never planned for it. You never thought in your wildest dreams it could ever happen. And then all of a sudden you're like hamstrung because because why? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. So okay. that got, that's got to get better. We need those safety nets to get better.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, again, hopefully this has become a wake-up call.
0: Yeah, hopefully. I mean, everybody needs to do better. Yeah, everyone could do better for sure i This is the cynic in me, and this is where to answer your question that you texted me earlier, have you lost faith i think I mean, I still think Trump is gonna get reelected, so I kind of have if Trump could get reelected through all this shit and buffoon his way in this response the way he did and still have the support of enough people to get him elected as another four term four year term president, like that shit just boggles my mind, man right I mean so you
1: could break that question down. Do you have, have you lost faith in democracy? Have you lost faith in our leaders? Have you lost faith in America, Americans as a whole? And I guess in all of those areas, it's been uh kind of, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't, I don't have a whole bunch of faith that uh, a majority of Americans won't reelect Trump. And that's, that's kind of an indictment on uh democracy, democracy itself.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get too down with, I mean, I understand the appeal of democracy, but to my mind, it's almost like, well, who the fuck cares how many people think one thing should be a certain way? Like, how should, how should that be the way we do it? Cause if a bunch of people think some shitty things that, well, just because it's democratically, agreed upon doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it ethical. doesn't make it the best. I mean, you could democratically elect s- some crazy shit. Hitler was democratically elected. I mean, you could, dem- you could democratically elect a fascist. That to me is not like, I mean, it's, it's not, doesn't bode well for, for democracy as such. I mean, it's almost like that bandwagon fallacy. Well, if enough people believe it doesn't mean, this doesn't mean anything. You know, it's like, So a bunch of (laughs) people believe some stupid shit, like Mm -hmm. it doesn't make it right or otherwise. Like it's kind of beside the point, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I get it. Like if you and me are sitting around and we have a third party and we're like, Hey, let's vote. We don't can't agree on what to do. All right. Raise your hand. If we should do this, raise your hand if we should do this. And we agree that we'll do a over B. Okay. But when you get like millions of people deciding what's right, what's law, what's who's going to run shit. It's like, why the fuck? If a bunch of people want Donald Trump elected, why the, f- that shouldn't affect me. Honestly, it shouldn't affect any of us. And I think that's the problem. It's like, so a bunch of people elected a shithead. So I guess now my life is impacted in a huge way or not, depending on the candidate, because a bunch of people think it should be. It's kind of, it's kind of bizarre. <laughs> I'm not a child with, you know. Not sitting here with five siblings and the parents are deciding for you because you're nine, like I'm fucking thirty seven years old. Brad the president Reagan, like for instance, was all about the drug war and a bunch of people supported that. That's objectively horrible. And but it was democratically agreed upon. It doesn't make it right. Yeah.
1: I don't have a whole lot of faith in any kind of government, honestly. I mean, anything that's run by humans, I don't know.
0: I like how you've mentioned the philosopher King in time mm-hmm. in, at certain points, I think on the show and in the books we're writing, which I mean, obviously I, I didn't come up with that. That was, uh, who's was that? That was, that was Plato, but it could have been Aristotle. Pla- no, Plato. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, obviously, but, but I like that you mention it because it, I mean, it's not perfect either. You're right. Anytime humans get their fingerprints on something, kind of we could we kind of fuck it up but
1: it seems like the best possible option i mean yeah obviously you know a human could uh mess up as a philosopher king but you know that's the best that might be the best option for you know the form that a government should take and then you know humans do the best with it that they can (laughs) yeah
0: I mean what if what if uh in order to be president you had to have a philosophy degree. I think that would be helpful. Or or something along those lines like a philosophy degree or uh you had to like an ethics degree. <laughs> like some shit like mm-hmm. that. I mean it's like no real estate mogul, fine, whatever. Like re- really like he he real estate. There's a lot of shitty people involved in real estate. Like that's almost as bad as government. <laughs> probably worse like that whole real estate crisis and all that huh right but yeah i mean i don't know i have no solution i have no solution to other than not contributing to someone like trump being elected because i can't I, i can't think of any situation where you run run things in a shittier way has a country responded shitty shittier than us to this whole thing i mean i can't think of one Uh. No, I, I, on, yeah, honestly, I can't think of a specific country. I mean, who knows what's going on in China? We don't get like the information, right? I mean, it's kind of like they kind of put the kibosh on free, free mm-hmm. enterprise and free, free dissemination of information. So who knows what's going on there? But I mean, like it seems like we bungled our way through it while patting our own back the whole time, which is really the most arrogant thing you could do. Like, really be shitty at something and be like, oh, we're the greatest. We're doing such a great job. And it was like this, the administration, like, almost – they talked about how great they were the whole time. And it's kind of like the dude who talks about how big his dick is all the time. Like, it's like if you if you talk about how big your dick is, it probably is kind of small. I mean, that's just the way these things kind of go, right? Mm-hmm. The person who's the the greatest at something – they don't need to talk shit. I mean they of course they might talk shit every now and then, but they're not sitting there being braggadocious. Like they're just typically I mean Right. And the fact is your pants are coming down pretty soon and we're gonna find out how big it actually <laughs> is. And it's tiny. But you've been talking it up a big game, really? man. <laughs> and it's like that's kinda how I see it as, man. It's like every every press conference was like a rally about how great there's how great the te- everything. Great, great, great. Tremendous, tremendous, fantastic. It's like, hold on. I was not born yesterday. Person who's talking that much about themselves is not they're struggling. They know it. We all know it. We all see it. It's like you almost start feeling bad for the person who has to talk about themselves like that. You're like, damn, dude, just be be real. You fucked up big and you're doubling down. You can't go back. You can't and it's like, dude, but we all I mean, but we don't all see it. See, that's the thing. That's where I think I don't know, man. I think I've lost my faith in people because we don't all see it now we're doing all this conspiracy shit about how pandemic and all this kind of stuff and yeah like oh my god 5g and it's just like whoa this is gnarly i'm not even a medical professional but that stuff would annoy me even worse so i i don't have like much faith i don't know
1: i mean i have i have faith in a majority of Americans, but apparently that's not good enough. <laughs> you know that's not going to turn the tide. So, yeah, as far as the direction that America is headed, I don't have a whole lot of faith at all. But I, I don't know. But a majority, you know, maybe sixty-six percent of Americans have the right idea
0: generally. Maybe. I like. I hope that. That's pretty, ge- that that might be a little generous. It might be a little generous because, yeah, it just might be, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say, <laughs> but. Find out in November. Yeah, that'll, yeah. Do you think there's a chance that, um, that the election will be like pushed back at all? Or you think it'll happen in November?
1: Well, even if it's not, even if the election doesn't happen, I mean, there's. A clause in the Constitution where um, Trump's term ends, you know, January, whatever. Yeah. So no matter what he's done and whether, whether or not we have an election, I don't know what that means. I mean, so I guess we might end up with, uh, you know, nobody as a president. Oh, that'd be but interesting. No matter, what, no matter what, it's in our Constitution that he's out on the 20th of January.
0: Well, his term his term ends, uh, but he could still get a second term, but he'd have to win that election-wise. He wouldn't be able to just
1: Well, I mean if there's no election,
0: he wouldn't just stay.
1: Well, I mean, the constitution is just the constitution. It's yeah. just a piece of paper. He could always grab power.
0: Yeah. Well, it seems like things are opening up at least, which I don't think is the greatest idea in the world, but I think we'll have an election. Uh, I mean, I would, Yeah, every everything I've read,
1: you know, most people are confident that it's going to happen.
0: Yeah, and then he'll be reelected four more years.
1: <laughs> people are yeah, going to lose probably. their fucking.
0: People are going to lose their fucking minds, dude. I know. People are going to be and crying. We got to get our garden going. And start getting self sufficient. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. Well, we just bought that property, so. Yeah, for those that don't know, Mike and I will be living like a half a mile from each other. Yeah, we're going to do the whole thing. I'm going to do, I was just talking to Lindsay about it. Um, We're going to do like this shed type thing. We're going to have a big deep freezer, put some stuff in there for canning, have all of our stuff. So we're going to make, with all of our garden stuff, make tomato sauces and freeze it. Um, I'm going to get a dryer, make dried fruit and all that kind of stuff can cucumbers can everything (laughs) it's gonna be fucking dope yeah do you like uh do you like goat's milk i don't know that i've ever had it goat's cheese again i don't know i can't remember if i've ever had it we're gonna get two milking goats oh for real yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna be a total fucking farmer bro it's gonna be awesome yeah it's gonna be fun but that's i mean that's what you got to do I think I think if everyone did that we'd be better off. Definitely. Just our health wise, just eating better foods. More fruits and vegetables, mm-hmm. more whole foods. Straight from your own garden. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been uh I've been doing research on um a new type of gardening. Like it's called a no-dig gardening. So instead of like tilling all the soil, you just build up layers of like like you put cardboard over it for the weeds. And then you use straight compost. So no soil, just straight compost. Hmm. And all that starts breaking down over time. You like build beds, you know, and then just straight compost, more cardboard, straight compost, more cardboard to keep all the weeds down. And you have, I was watching this gardener on, in YouTube, he's a Brit. And that's what he does. So you're, you don't get, you're not messing with the earth at all. So pretty stoked about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. seems <laughs> like less, less work. You're not digging up fucking weeds all the time. Yeah, there you go. And that soil up in paradise, man, is shit. It's like clay. Mm-hmm. Or it's horrible to dig into, <laughs> as you know. It's the yeah, worst.
1: We've had experience with
0: it. Yeah. So I'm going to try this method out. It should be exciting. That's uh, dorking out on the, all that kind of stuff right now. What else are you going to do in the quarantine, bro? Learn about that. I started reading a book. Have you uh, Have you been reading it at all?
1: Oh, I mean, I'm still working forty hours a week. So yeah, no, I know. probably
0: changed. I've got this. It's um, it's backwards in the screen there, but it's A Hobbit, A Wardrobe, and A Great War. How J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis rediscovered faith, friendship, and heroism in the cataclysm of 1914 to 1918. Have you started it? Yeah, I'm on uh, page 38. Right now, it's just a history lesson. So you uh, learn about why the World War One happened, and a lot of it had to do with Christian nationalism, which I wasn't quite as familiar with, which is really interesting. Mm. So it was a holy war, essentially, <laughs> which I find um, you know fascinating, and and it's really it's like setting the stage for you know Tolkien and Lewis were both in the war. Mm-hmm. It's, kind of, it's kind of setting the stage for you know both of their main works, Lord of the Rings and and Lion of Witch and the Wardrobe, on how it's a critique of that sort of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Gets into how Tolkien hated mechanization, mach- machines, you know, big machines of war and things like that, and how Saruman and that whole uh, section of Lord of the Rings is. Is about that. Um, it's kind of, you know, you fuck with the earth, tear down all the trees, you turn it into swords and axes and machines of war, and this is what you get. So it's yeah. fa- it's good. It's good. It's by a guy named Joseph Leconte. So uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, let me know what you think when you're done with it. Maybe I will. Check it I mean, I'm not as I'm, I'm not as interested in Lewis's writings as I am Tolkien. Well, I think
1: Lewis has really good prose, but he's just Tolkien is a better storyteller.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I, I do like I like both. What I don't like about Lewis is that it's it's too predictable. The line The Witch in the Wardrobe is too predictable. Like like it's too um analogous. Aslan's Christ. You know, Peter's maybe sometimes, you know, it's kind of like Judas. Um, no, no, not Peter. Um, as Edmund is more like, like Judas, he kind of betrays the family. Peter's like, he's even named Peter. He's basically Peter. He's kind of a warrior. (laughs) Um, you know, he's, he's, it's Edmund is kind of like the stand in for everyone Aslan dies for. He's the substitution sack. It's just like, it's too predictable, man. It's whereas Tolkien, there's not like a Jesus figure in the lord of the rings i mean you could say aragorn you could say gandalf you could say frodo but none of them fully and and all of them sort of so it's more like an archetype it's more like um it's not as clean cut as lewis it's just like oh this is too obvious dude you just took the bible kind of or the the christian gospel narrative and or your theology of it and turned it into an analogy. And you Seems put, pretty you, lazy. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to call him lazy because he certainly wasn't. He's he's brilliant. Like I think the dude knew Greek and and. Well, I mean, Hebrew it's not and... as it's
1: not as imaginative.
0: No, it's it's not. It's it's almost like you just transported the Bible and you put it in Narnia, and people could say that about Tolkien, and he just put it in Middle Earth, but the the it doesn't quite fit as well. You know the. The mythology doesn't fit. I don't know. That's just me personally. I, and I like a, I like a meandering tale like Tolkien writes. I I like it to take, take its time, really set the scene. Get comfortable with the story. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have to work to get there as much as Frodo and Sam had to work to get to Mordor. (laughs) Yeah. Like Lewis, you kind of just jump in like, right away you're in Narnia and right away this happens and this happens. I'm like, well, this this is very... And I know it's it's probably a different audience. Um, you know, it's supposed to be a different audience. So I think comparing the two might be a little bit unfair. Unfair to Lewis because I don't think Lewis was trying to write that. He certainly wasn't developing his own languages like Tolkien was. Not that you should have to. There's only one Tolkien to me. <laughs> I like the book I like the book so far. It's good. But before this, I hadn't been reading at all. I don't know about you. Uh, Just the news. Yeah. No books. No books. Fuck books, man. Just write books. That's it. (laughs) All right, man. Well, got anything else? Anything else on your mind? No, I think I've said it all. You've said it all. The world's problems have been solved. All right. Well, I will uh, catch you next time. If you're listening, please go pick up the Bonfire Sessions Spring and uh, hit me up on Facebook if you want to be a part of the launch team. Uh, we'll be doing that soon. I don't know. I'll probably already have people by the time this comes out, but you can certainly join. And um, what you'll have to do if you want to be on the launch team is uh, give a quick, quick edit, look for typos, uh, make sure you offer a review on Amazon when it comes out hit me up on Facebook, personal message me. Um, oh, and make sure you check out our website, the bonfire Is that all? Oh, don't be a dick. I think we forgot to say that last time and see the world's going to hell in the handbaskets. Cause we forgot. No, that's true. We've kind of gotten out of the habit. We happen. have, we have because you know, we're doing this whole thing and that's probably why things have gotten out of control. I blame us. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll see you. Okay. Hey.